0: What's up, everybody? Thank you for jumping on to Steelers To Go, your daily to-go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. I'm Noah Strackbine here every single Monday through Friday. Find us on youtube.com slash Talk or anywhere you get your podcast. As you could obviously tell, I'm feeling way better. Shout out to the rain, the Pittsburgh weather where it shines and rains and snows all within a six-hour period because it cleared the pollen right up. I'm feeling fantastic this morning. It's the first time I'm feeling fantastic in well over a week. I think the fiance might might miss the raspy voice. I think I might miss the raspy voice. It stopped me from talking so much, but it's, it's my job. It's what I'm here to do. And today, we're going to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers. Minicamp is winding down. We're about to hit that dead spot in the offseason where it's literally nothing. We're going to have six weeks of just dry NFL coverage. It's going to suck, especially for me. I, I don't do anything. As you guys know, I'm here every single day with you. I'm doing two podcasts a week. I, I don't do anything but talk to the NFL. And when it's dead, it's going to be dead, dead. So I've decided to look at that, to look at that negative, turn it into a positive. And in these next two days, I'm going to focus on how well the Steelers have improved. And the biggest improvement by a mile is the wide receivers. George Pickens, we've already laid out, is an absolute stud. And we'll get to that. Gunnar Olefsky, if he's the same person in pads that he is in helmets and shorts, my gosh. The Steelers got an absolute steal this offseason. All-pro returner, I don't care. Dude's a wide receiver. At least he looks like one. Chase Claypool has taken on a leadership role. You got to love that. Deontay Johnson hasn't even done anything, but we already know what he's capable of. Calvin Austin looks like a dude with more heart than a lion. Did you ever watch The Wizard of Oz? That dude would have been the short guy who's got all the heart. But truthfully, he already knows it. So he doesn't even need to meet anybody. That's what this wide receiver core looks like. It's fantastic. You look at the bottom of the barrel, guys. Frisman Jackson, the new wide receiver coach. He talks all the time. He is never not coaching, like ever. And if we're being honest, a lot of the times it's a little negative. I'm not a coach. I don't know how to coach. So I don't know if he's doing the right or wrong things. It seems like he's motivating his guys. It seems like everything is being taken well. Steven Sims, bottom of the barrel guy here, is the only one this week I have seen Frisman Jackson say, that was a great catch, great job, way to do this correctly, way to do that correctly. The only one. Anthony Miller is making play after play out there. Working with the ones and the twos. People have high hopes for him. He They had high hopes for him last year. Dude looks shredded beyond belief, even though he looked shredded last year. He looks quick. He looks smooth. He's taking punts and kicks. Maybe there's a spot for him. Tyler Vons was the only guy mentioned by Danny Smith the other day as a kick returner. The bottom of the barrel wide receivers here in Pittsburgh are somehow good. Like quality could probably do something in the NFL if it's not in Pittsburgh, maybe not in a significant degree, but they can have some contribution somewhere. That's what the bare minimum is here in Pittsburgh. A year ago, they were hoping that Ray Ray McLeod turned into a stud. Cody White was starting games. Now Cody White is working with the first team, no doubt. And he's a veteran, no doubt. But the guys around him have improved so much that if he doesn't play nearly as much as he played last year, it wouldn't be a surprise to anybody. He just kind of blends in. And that's not a jab at Cody White. Cody White's quality wide receiver. Always working. Always working. He deserves every rep that he gets. But at this point, he's like the middle of the pack, which is another step forward, which is what I'm trying to get to, is the bottom of the barrel is, is pretty decent. The middle of the pack is good quality. The top... My gosh, the Steelers got just highlight guy after highlight guy. And we're going to go through them. We'll start with Calvin Austin. Like I said, so much heart. And I think his best days are going to be days that the Pittsburgh Steelers put some pads on and he could show everybody. I might be 5'8", dude, but I play like I'm 6'2". I go up and get balls. I'm not afraid to hit you. I'll break your ankles when you're trying to really come at me full force. Because right now in helmets and shorts, it's really easy to just lay up to make sure you get the right angle. When you're coming to tackle somebody, you're going 100%. That's when mistakes are made. And I think Calvin Austin looks like a dude who makes you pay for your mistakes, who can make you make bigger mistakes than you normally would. That's who Calvin Austin looks like. He's going to be a quality guy across the field. Like I said, I saw him make a, a sideline catch, and me and him talked about it, and he was like, I don't understand what the term slot receiver is still doing in the NFL. I'm 5'8", yeah, but like you saw, I could go up and get that ball. And and he could. Gunnar Olevsky. This dude, every single day, my notepad, which is in the other room, I apologize, says every single day, Gunnar Olevsky always open. Gunnar Olevsky, always open. Gunnar Olevsky burns so so and so open. Gunnar Olevsky, touchdown, wide open. The dude is never covered. He's the quickest, the twitchiest, the probably the best route runner of the new guys out there. The guy could stop and go on a dime like I have never seen before. There's a lot of guys that could stop and change direction. Deontay Johnson's a perfect example of that. He could stop in an instant, change direction, and come back for the ball. Gunnar Olefsky could stop, still go full speed the next step that he takes. There is no slowdown for this guy. And on top of that, he looks like an absolutely phenomenal returner. He looks like a guy who never really lacks any confidence back there. He looks like a guy that knows that he could take it to the house any chance he gets. That's no secret. Dude looks like an all-pro. He looks really good. He looks very, very impressive. Nine catches in his career? I don't understand how that happened. I have no idea. I think that there's a chance that if the Steelers were looking for Ray Ray McLeod to just be that utility piece that kind of like added some splash to what they do, Gunner could easily be that guy. Easily be that guy. In a Matt Canada offense, and I'm sure we've seen just a very vanilla taste of what that offense is going to look like, he could probably shine in a number of different ways. But if we're being honest, the biggest one is definitely going to be the fact that this dude is always open. And yeah, leverage changes, your ability to stop and go changes, your speed changes, everything changes when you got weight on your shoulders, when you have those pads on. If it doesn't, at the Steelers found a gem. Diamond in the rough. Somebody I'm shocked Bill Belichick has not done more with throughout his career. Shocked. Then there's George Pickens. I'm going to pull this picture up right here. This play in person. Wild. Wild. George Pickens literally levitated in the air. He gravitated up, took him three seconds to catch that football because it was two feet behind him when he grabbed it. Stayed in the air, kept his feet down, took off down the sideline. Wasn't like a, oh, that was a great catch. It was a catch. It was a moment where everybody literally went, whoa. That's what George Pickens has done. The dude, we've talked about it before, is a star. Star. People should be very excited for what this guy could do. He's always smiling. He's well mannered. He's a good dude who knows that he should work very hard for what he has to get. He's a guy that's accepting of any role you put him in. He's a guy that's open to moving inside and outside to learning. Frisman Jackson always wants to coach him up, and he's always seems to be the guy that's willing to take that coaching. I, this guy's got everything you want a football player everything you want a football player outside of the fact that he's ginormous Matt Canada pointed it right out he's like I don't know if you've seen George Pickens but he's huge I was like yeah yeah he is he is huge he looks like a gaz- gazelle he's all legs he's all legs and arms his torso I'm a dude with a small torso like really it makes like for a small dude I'm 5'8". For a small guy, it just makes you look fat. You just look chunky at all times. No matter how skinny you are, you look chunky. Because you're just all legs and arms. When you're 6'4", I don't even know how to describe it. The guy can probably touch his toes standing up without bending over. It's insane. And I think this picture, once again, shows all of that. This guy is very difficult to describe when you're not watching him. And I'm very excited to bring everybody clips and highlights from training camp once we get out to La Trobe. But just take my word for it right now. George Pickens is a monster, an absolute monster on the football field. And he's only third. He's the third guy. Because next is Chase Claypool, who I think his biggest upgrades this offseason are – The fact that Matt Canada wants to move him more into the slot and he's open to it because he works best with the ball in his hands. I think he got bored last year running the same go routes. He's not a go up and get it guy. Like he could be 6'3", he's 235 pounds like he could be. He's as fast as anybody on the football field. But Chase Claypool really, really does his best work when he's got the ball in his hands and he can make moves and make defenders miss when he can outrun somebody. You allow a 235-pound body to stiff-arm you, chances are he's going to get a couple more yards on that play. That's what Chase Claypool shines. That's where Chase Claypool shines. And he is going to shine a lot this season if they give him the opportunity to. And they will. I think that's the biggest upgrade. But outside of that, he's taking on a leadership role. He's maturing. He's very open to say, hey, I'm a guy that just wants to laugh everything off and be there for these younger guys and show everybody, hey, Look, at, Juju taught me how to be a respectable human, and you can say whatever you want about Juju. Juju was a respectable human. He was a good leader. He was a hard worker. Juju was a dude who taught you how to be a genuine human being and taught you how to work very hard on the football field. To put his body on the line every single time because he wants the team to win. I don't think Chase Claypool came into the NFL with that attitude. I think he's developing that attitude. Maybe he has it now. And that's a good step because that's a guy who you're going to have to rely on in those third down situations, in those big moment situations. That's the guy that you're going to say, look, go catch this football and get us four yards, please. That's who Chase Claypool needs to be this season. And if he's taking on a leadership role, if he's willing to say, I'm ready to do whatever we have to do for the football team, that's a huge, huge step in the right direction for Chase Claypool and the Pittsburgh Steelers' use of him. And finally is Deontay Johnson. And there's not even anything to say. The dude hasn't practiced with the team. He shows up, he does individual drills, he does like a little bit of work, and then he hangs out on the sideline. Which I think is an indication that there's negotiations going on. If Minka Fitzpatrick isn't practicing and everybody's super open about Minka Fitzpatrick not practicing, just like they were open about T.J. Watt not practicing last year, but they're there, and they're allowed to be there, and everybody seems okay. Like, if I showed up for work and said, no, nah, not today, man. I'm just going to hang out. That wouldn't get a, a good reaction. But these guys just show up, and everybody's joking and laughing and dapping them up, and they're coaching guys on the sideline. And to me, in my eyes, that's a guy who just wants to stay healthy until he signs that new deal. I don't know. I don't know. He said that he's letting his agent do that. He's here to play. He wants to stay with the Steelers. He had a ginormous smile on his face when he saw when he was asked about if he sees everybody else's numbers in the contracts that they're signing. And as we touch on time and time again, and everybody tells me I'm wrong, but you're not, but I'm not. Deontay Johnson is worth whatever the Steelers want to give him, but he's probably worth more in the free agent market. So the Pittsburgh Steelers might as well give him some money. He's a quality wide receiver. He's a good wide receiver. He's a wide receiver one. And if you have three wide receiver ones in two years, think about that. George Pickens, Chase Claypool, and Deontay Johnson are all wide receiver ones next season. That's not a bad thing. That's a great thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially with quarterbacks that have to compete with some of the best quarterbacks in football. In Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, and Lamar Jackson in the AFC North. Outside of everybody else in the AFC, if you've got a boatload of wide receivers, but you're still trying to find that superstar quarterback, that's a good problem to have. It's a great problem to have. Deontay's working. He's doing his thing. And truthfully, I think the best insight I could give you right now is that he's not doing much. Maybe that means that there's negotiations going on. Maybe that means Deontay's here to stay. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is he's at the top of the list of four wide receivers, five wide receivers who could be studs for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who could turn this offense in a complete 180. The Steelers did like very minimum. It looked like coming into training camp or to mini camp. It looked like the offense outside of George Pickens and like a fourth stringer who might be good in a couple of years, they didn't do much. They added two guys to their offensive line that are question marks. They added nobody to their running back room. They obviously downgraded that quarterback because you're going to downgrade when you get rid of Ben Roethlisberger. Somehow, somehow, if the offensive line clicks and they could at least do what they need to do to give Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph some time to make some plays, this wide receiver group could change this entire offense. And in today's NFL, man, man, oh man, oh man, did Mike Tomlin, Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, and the entire scouting department just pull off an absolute steal in a league where passing wins. Shout out to them. Shout out to the Steelers wide receivers.